as we continue to remember country and God. Maybe that should be God and country. So Psalms 33, verses 12 through 22, I'd like to share that with you. And if you're not tired of standing for the country, would you stand for God as we read these verses? Blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord and the people whom he hath chosen for his own inheritance. The Lord looketh from heaven, he beholdeth all the sons of men. From the place of his habitation, he looketh upon all the inhabitants of the earth. He fashioneth their, their hearts alike, he considereth all their works. There is no king saved by the multitude of an host. A mighty man is not delivered by much strength. A horse is a vain thing for safety, neither shall he deliver any by his great strength. Behold, O the eyes of the Lord is upon them that fear him, upon them that hope in his mercy, to deliver their soul from death and to keep them alive in famine. Our soul waiteth for the Lord. He is our help and our shield. For our, our hearts shall rejoice in him because we have trusted in his holy name. Would you say that last verse 22 with me? Let thy mercy, O Lord, be upon us according as we hope in thee. May God add his blessings to those words. Bow with me once again. The Lord is our shepherd. We want to make that commitment today, Lord, to you. We want to ask you to guide us as we continue to worship, as we reflect on so much, so many times, and you were there. That, Lord, we can continue to look to you for the guidance I know you want to give for each of us as individuals and for our country, Lord, that we are so proud of. Lord, guide us. Keep us under the safety of your wing. In your precious name we pray. Amen. You may be seated. <clears throat> we have just held in high honors those military folks who gave even the ultimate price of their life for the freedom we have this morning. And just briefly for a little bit, I'd just like to share with you uh, about our God and country. And, you know, I kind of like to say them together, God and country or God and America. It seems that they go together. It seems like it, it has a, some kind of a mellowing effect as we've set them side by side. And I know America and God has been side by side over the years. We have had the leadership of godly men who have guided us. And yet we're living in a day, it seems like the gap between God and America is getting wider and wider. And I don't know whose fault it is unless it's mine. I don't know whose fault it is unless it's ours as God's people as we become so permissive to the wrong and to the ugliness that is happening in the world today. And may God convict our souls and bring revival in America that we so need. May we not turn our backs on the God of this universe, not only the God of America, but the God of this world who gave even his only begotten son that we could have this hope in our hearts today. There are countries and places in this world today that cannot have the celebration of a memorial remembrance. There are places today that cannot gather in an assembly as we have here this morning and praise God for his deliverance he has given and thank him for all that he has done. But we can because we had family and friends and neighbors that gave their lives and even not only dissed their life, but they gave the time as separation from family that were able to pursue a path that God had set in mind. And I often think about the, the history of America. Was it to take war? Was it God's uh, a way that wars would have to come to bring peace? 
that's Bible as it can be all the way back in the, the Old Testament and on through to the New, we find that there are battles to be fought. There are, there are uh, battles to be won and yes, battles to be lost. And yet I believe that we as God's people, we don't need to take much time in hurrying to the book of Revelations and find that we are a winning of a war. Oh, we'll lose a few battles, but we win the war because God made a promise. Behold, Revelation 3.20, I stand at the door and knock. And if any man will hear my voice and open the door, I will come in to be with him and I will be his God and we will be his people. And I believe God still wants to deliver America from the ugliness we have bent in toward. And I believe that it is a, a time that it can happen. But I believe also that Christian people today are not as verbal as we ought to be about the issues of life that is happening. I believe that we need to ask God to cause us to make a little more racket, to make a little more noise about the issues of life, to not be so permissive to things that come about. And you know, one of the things that I believe that, you know, the Bible says that unless a horn make a distinct sound, you're not going to know it's a horn. I think that applies to you and I as God's people. Unless God's people make that distinct sound of conviction of the things of God, then the world is not going to hear us. The world is not going to know that we're standing for the right. And I, I just love the story of the national anthem that Francis Scott Key wrote back in the Battle of 18 and 12, I think. History people, where are you? But in that, that time, Francis Scott Key was told, was commanded or directed by President James Madison to go into the area where the British were bombarding on Baltimore and they, in that pursuit, as him trying, he was going to try to make a truce with the people to try to free some of the, the uh, prisoners that were there held by the British. And in that pursuit, they was nearing the battlefield and they could hear the guns and the fires and the bombs and all carrying on. And all of a sudden, in the midst of the darkness of the night, early one morning, Francis Scott Key looked across the bay and saw the American flag still flying. And he sat down and on a scratch piece of paper wrote the song that become in 1938 or one, 1931, I think, the National Anthem of America that became that the star-spangled banner that we sang so beautifully. And I, I just thank God for allowing us to be born under the, in a country that we could walk beneath the, the stars and stripes of the flag that we honor. And you know, we're in a world today that it seems like uh, we hear people when disasters come and things happen that, you know, also we're so ready to say, God bless us. But then the smoke settles and the fire dims down and it seems like we're on our way and okay, God, we'll take it from here. Thanks for your help. God is disappointed in that. God wants you and I to be an America that the American people can see that we're depending on him. And we need to. We need to because we can even show the world. And, you know, what does a better America, how, how do we start to have a better America? I can answer that real quickly, but I need a mirror. And that is, it can start with me. But you can also say the same. It can start with you. And as if enough people would realize that, together we can make a statement to the world and can cause the difference to be in our land today. God, we served you by way of wearing 
the uniform of our country. They did. We served you by, by being able to walk in harm's way, as many did. We served you because we realized that you wanted to bless our country with freedom. And you were there, and we did. And we have that today because of that commitment that so many thousands and thousands made. And yet even today, we have people in uniform that are still defending that freedom. We have people today that are preparing to prevent, to prevent awesome acts of, of terrorism in this country. And I, I just want to pause and say I'm grateful that I have a grandson that is standing for his country. Not only him, but so many. So many so willing to say yes to the call and to be able to let God lead them. You know, one of the things that's happening in America today, and I see it over and over, we're reaching for goals. You know, that, that's kind of the governmental way. We have goals, G-O-A-L-S. And, but one of the reasons that we're failing in areas is we're reaching for the wrong goal. I read a story just the other day about Matt Emmons, I think was his name, and it was an Olympic time of games and, and games and guns. And he was, had entered into a shooting contest, and he had just had one more shot to go. And as he got ready to, he was in first place, by the way, and one more shot to get to claim the national title of the shooting contest. And so he steps up to the line, and he shot, and he hit the target dead bullseye. Would cause him a winner, unless by chance when he realized he had aimed the gun at the wrong target. You know, sometimes that happens to us in life. We can feel like we're winning. We can feel like we're striving in the right direction, but we need to look to see if the target that we're aiming at is the target that God has set. Life is a game indeed, and we need to ask God to help us prayerfully pursue a path that will lead us in the right direction. That's individual uh, calling, and that's a calling to America, I believe, today. So... As we just have paused for a little bit to remember the people, uh, you know, we read also in Second Chronicles, the 7th chapter and the 14th verse, it says, If my people, which are called by my name, will humble themselves and pray. That is the key. Prayer brings about the powers in God's people that will prevent a poor performance if we'll just let him use us. That is what we need to do to listen to that call. Are you ready to walk closer to God than you've ever walked before? Are you walking close enough to God? Are you an American that is able to show the world that you're proud of America? Did it indeed when we had the taps and the, the salute there to the flag a while ago? I don't know about you, but it made chill bumps come over me because I am so proud, friends, today to be an American. And I know we feel like sometimes we can go into a negative sort of uh, an approach on America, and yet I'd rather be in America than any place the other side of this creek had ever been divided because God did plant America. We talk about our forefathers, but God was our forefather, our founding father who birthed America in a direction that we were supposed to walk, and we have. But are we yet even still today? What do we need to do this morning in order to make it a better America? make an individual commitment that we'd show the world what a joy it is to serve a living God that has given directions all these years and we're not about to stop following him now. 
You know, something else. I know that one of the calls is to be a better American, but one of the greatest calls of all is before we can pray about America, before we can ask God to lead us and to bless us, the blessing of new birth in our individual lives must come first. And I don't know about the congregation that's gathered here this morning. There may be someone here that's not a Christian yet. Today might be the day that God is wanting you to make a commitment a step of faith and receive Jesus as Savior and Lord of your life. I dare not ever share the message that God puts on my heart without letting it come together with an invitation, not only to the lost if you're here today without Jesus in your heart, but also to you and I as Christians to make a new commitment, a new commitment of faith that God is listening for us to make. Are you willing to do what God wants you to do today? If you are, if I am, then someone is going to look at me tomorrow as I walk the streets of Litchfield or wherever it might be, and they're going to say, there's something about them that's different. May God help us to be different. The Bible says we're a peculiar people, and don't somebody look at me and say, amen, you sure are. But we are. We're different. We ought to be different. The world ought to be able to see a difference when once the disciples had been with Jesus but weren't for a particular time, and someone seen them, and one voice said, they must have been with Jesus. Is the world able to say that about you? To see you out there somewhere and just say, they must know Jesus Christ, the Savior and Lord of their life. May God bless you as you walk in the direction that he wants you to walk. I'm going to ask you to have, a, have, have an invitation here. I'm going to ask you to stand with us. I'm going to ask you to make that commitment God wants you to make, and you may need to make it right where you're at. But then you may need to make it by coming forward and make a public profession of faith, whatever that need is. And you might be, well, I'm kind of embarrassed. I don't need to do that by myself. I want you to know that you're sitting beside family or friend that if you would reach out and touch a hand, you wouldn't have to say a word, but that you would be saying, I need to go today. Would you go with me? There are many that would say that. Let's stand together as we pray. Our Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you so much for America, for the beautiful place that you have given, for a time, Lord, that we can just pause and, and just see all the evidence of your love and direction that you've given us over the years. And Lord, as we still look to you for guidance today, just help us to follow where you would lead us. Help us, to, Lord, to meet the conditions to be the America you want us to be, and that one day we experience the results of doing just that. Guide us now, Lord, in this invitation time. In your precious and holy name we pray. Amen.